and welcome to the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every single week, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this man I'm looking at fiddling with his microphone, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and we talk about them vigorously. This week we're on episode 88, Two Fat Ladies if you don't mind a bingo term, and it's chapter 31 of book four, The Third Task. Tom, how are you? I am well. If you can see through the video, I am bathing under the earth's sun. Its rays are beating down on me. My skin is slowly tanning. Tom, do not burn to a crisp. Listeners, I have applied some moisturizer that has sun cream in it. Only factor 15, though, I'm safe for the house. Should I venture outside of the house, I will increase the factor. That is my promise to my listeners, for they only listen as they wish for me to remain forever young. Should I age a day, they stop listening. How are you? <laughs> I am well, thank you. I am bathing in the light of Martina's lamp. <laughs> Behind the scenes there, look. <laughs> A harsher light source. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but don't worry, I've got factor nothing on. Because I like the risk and the danger. <laughs> oh, don't... Oh, awful. <laughs> I love the idea of a fact and nothing sunscreen. So you do have to put it on, but it doesn't do anything. It's milk. It's milk. Yeah. If it's good enough for Cleopatra, it's good enough for me. Mm. <laughs> I am well. And speaking of the sun, oh, it's been hot in Germany. Oof. The other day, it was 34 degrees, and I'm not talking Fahrenheit. I'm talking Celsius, and it was very, very warm. Oof. And I went for a walk the other day. I don't know if you can see, but I've got like a brown neck. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. Did you get fall in a a mud puddle or something? Yeah, I fell in a dog do. (laughs) Now I've got a brown, brown neck. And I've not washed it because I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Has it been hot in the UK? Um, Has it been hot in the UK? Yeah, I think we've had a bit of a heat wave. Friday was meant to be our hottest. I think we got up to like 26 degrees and then it started raining and the sun went away. It's funny though, before this podcast started recording, uh, me and Lucas were laughing about how mucky all the other podcasts are like say other people who have podcasts that we know we always see viral clips of them and it's always like i don't know they'll always be talking about sexual things in the uh, in the viral clips <laughs> a lot of time and i was like oh we're different aren't we we're different and then i realized every episode pee and poo <laughs> <laughs> well we've got like five-year-old mucky humor haven't we we're like bums and poo and trumps <laughs> Blowing raspberries. Yeah. Pulling moonies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What have you been up to this week, my boy? Oh, I'll tell you then, shall I? Yeah. Right. So I'm going to go in list of priority. All right. Hope no one at work's listening, but, well, it doesn't matter if they are, but they are moving me again. 
Right. Oh, they've only just moved you, haven't they? Oh, you're telling me. They put a rope around my neck and they chugged me out of my seat without me like realising. Honestly, my windpipe was crushed. Crushed. I was like, like as they <laughs> took me off my chair and yeah. they dragged me across the office floor. I was getting carpet burns on my knees and elbows and tongue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they rubbed my nose where my new desk will be. And it stinks. Oh, don't like that. All right. And then they bash my teeth on the keyboards and they say, do you like it? Do you like it? I said, I don't like it. This yeah. is, if anything, this is like battery. You're upsetting me. This this hurts me. Yeah. To use the English. Yeah. Oof. Me duele, me duele mis dientes. Yeah, when yeah. you hit me on the keyboard using my teeth, me duele mis dientes. It hurts me Comprende. Too. Exactly, right. Uh, right, number two in the <laughs> list of priority. Uh, I went into town yesterday because I had to quickly record me doing some stand-up for a little video that I'm doing, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, Northern Quarter uh, at six o'clock is free parking. Oh, no, 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 no. They've changed it. <gasps> what is it now? They've changed it. Now it's 8 till 8. Operating times, 8 till 8. 8 p.m. Oh, the bastards. It should be during working hours. Come on. Yeah, come on. 9 till 2. So I got there. Guess what time? 5 past 6. 7.20. Oof. What does that mean? You're going to have to pay, aren't you? For how much? 40 minutes. They don't come in increments of 40 minutes, do they? An hour. Half an hour or an hour. I had to pay. I had to pay for an hour. Guess how much that cost me. And where were you? City centre? Ma. I'm going to guess £6.50. Worse. It was £2.90. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, isn't that the most awful thing you've ever heard in your life it's terrible I feel like these updates are always about how either you've been you know come to misfortune at work or parking I imagine I'm your son and you're coming home from work and moaning at the dinner table (laughs) that's what these updates are like in many ways you are my son uh, for your parents have abandoned you, and it has been left to me to raise you. All these things you've never learnt, you know. Uh, stand up for yourself. Uh, yeah. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. Uh, don't let um, historical reenactors pelt you in the face with wet sponges. <laughs> All these things that Susan and Derek have let happen. I mm. put my foot down and say, no, 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 no. Well, right. much like baby Moses, when I was 18 years old, my mum and dad put me in a little basket put me on the A55 and floated me off to Manchester. And who should I be lucky enough to have rescue me but Tom Laurinson? I was the original baby that you rescued. And you went, mwah, mwah, mwah. If you're baby Moses, that makes me King God. David. Oh, King David, maybe. <laughs> and if you... 
Those who don't know their biblical stories are doomed to repeat them. Right. Third on my list of priority. Yeah. I went home for Father's Day. Lovely. All the way back to Blackpool. It was Father's Day by the time this comes out a week ago uh, in the UK. I don't know what Americans doing. You know, I think America's Day. actually the same day. I think it's Europe that's on a different day. The America has a different Mothering Sunday. Mother's Day to the layman. Yeah. Right. Went home. It was a good laugh. I give me dad a jacket and um, we put my eldest sister Sophie in a big industrial storage tub and uh, we got a picture taken with that and uh, we revealed her, which and it was a great laugh. Um, yeah, I think Sophie's about 20 years older than me, so I don't know what she's playing at. <laughs> <laughs> Immature. You'll definitely Immature. be about <laughs> mm, mm. Make sure to message me privately, Sophie. <laughs> um, and then, on the least thing of priority, I performed on BBC Radio last week. Hey, doing sketches, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was funny because um, I had to do an impression. I've never listened. I've never watched Love Island yet. Have you ever watched Love Island? Never. But there's a chap who uh, does the um, hosting or like the presenting, or he's the voiceover called Ian Sterling. Oh, Scotty's. I've never watched it. I never, yeah, never listened to him. <laughs> they said, "All right, you've got to be Ian Sterling in this sketch," and they played me a bit of his audio, and I was like, "All right," and so I did an impression, and everyone in the room was like, "Oh, oh my god, that's." Spot on. I was like, is it? They're like, yeah. And I was like, I've never even heard of the bloke. And I'm doing like a spot on impression of him. I was like, oh my God. Can we hear Wow. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. So this is what happened. Yeah. So I go home and I listen to the episode when it comes out on Thursday. It's on BBC Radio 4 Extra. It's called DMs Are Open. DMs Are Open. And it's on episode five, right? I listen to it and I go, you know what? I'm. First hearing my self backwards, I go, sounds fuck all like him. <laughs> it's, just, it's me doing a really atrocious Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you got to big up your fellow performers, haven't you? I wish someone had told me that I was shooting down everyone else's impressions. That shit, that shit, that <laughs> shit. <laughs> but yeah, we big each other up, don't we, before each part of Vision show. Uh, you turn to me and say, you are enough. And I turn to you and say, you are enough. And then we go on stage, don't we? Yeah. It's funny. You do a very good impression of Severus Snape in, in Potter Vision. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, though, because sometimes it's better than other times because a lot of the time you'll get a crazy round of applause for it. Yeah. <laughs> Other times, very rarely. Maybe maybe you've got a cold or you just start it off wrong and then people are indifferent to it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it depends like what I've had to drink or if I've got like a tickly throat or something. <laughs> it's funny because in that sketch, I don't say much. So <laughs> I'm like, here it comes, there's a round of applause. And I'm like, they're not having it today. <laughs> And the problem is it's a monologue as well. 
So if they're indifferent, it's like, well, strap in for the next two minutes. Because <laughs> there's no jokes in this. This is just the script from the film. And we were hoping to ride on the fact that it's an impression. <laughs> Never People mind. in the audience start looking at their phones. <laughs> <laughs> The staff oh, turn all the lights oh. on. What do you, what do you say? <laughs> People on the phones go, oh, it started back again. <laughs> when you start talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lovely. What news you got for me other than you fell in dog poo? Well, my other bit of exciting news is that today, later today, this afternoon, may I say... Me and Martina are going to the bank. And we're going to set up a bank account. So I've got a bank account in Germany. It's one of the many steps towards me. Have you been to a German bank before? I have in in tow with Martina, but never for my own sake. Well, we went the other day to book an appointment, but that was the first time. Martina's probably not told you, but um, when you go to a German bank as an international person like you are, um, you need to wear uh, like a certain attire to show respect. Oh, yeah. Um, borrow a pair of uh, someone's tights and you need to put them over your head. Okay. It's a sign yeah. of modesty. It'll, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. push down some of your features. Yeah. And uh, if you could go in with a sack <laughs> with a euro sign on the front to yeah. show to them that although the sack is empty now, you intend to fill it up and fill up their bank, the bank account that you'll give them. Fantastic. And I've also heard it's good to uh, bring in a gun as well, uh, just to show them that you're serious about opening an account. Mm. <laughs> and if you say no, say, if you don't let me open an account, I will shoot myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it will be on your conscience. <laughs> That's a modern Can bank. You live robber, in isn't it? Germany. <laughs> what? Walking in with a gun to your own head. <laughs> I won't hurt you, but you'll feel guilty, won't you? <laughs> How much do you want? How much do you want? Three hundred euros. Hmm? I'll give that. Give you that myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's loads, according to my mates. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast today? Oh, I've been very, very naughty. I've not had any breakfast. I was quite good the past mm. couple of days. I've been eating muesli. I've been eating honey and almond muesli. And uh, I even had a chicken salad yesterday. I've been very good. And a pea soup. Muesli. Chicken salad, pea soup, muesli, chicken salad, pea soup. Very healthy. But it sounds like, to me, that'd make you a bit weak. Have you been feeling fatigued, old boy? No, I've been feeling full of vim. Raring to go to give you a chapter rundown. Fuck all's happened to you in a week then, hasn't it? Yeah. I'm going to the bank today. I fell in dog poo and I've had some chicken soup. <laughs> and the dog poo one wasn't even true. I just walked about in the sun. 
you need to start wearing a lot of sun cream on your face. I want you looking eternally young. Yeah, I'm going to be a bronzed Adonis by my wedding. I want Pottervision audiences to look at you and say, God, he doesn't look a day over 23. And this is, I want them to say this on your 40th birthday. <laughs> Pottervision listeners. <laughs> so when, so when, when you're running to the Pottervision shows, when you're running into the crowd blowing raspberries at people, people won't think it's unusual that a man in his 50s is doing it. They'll think, oh, it's a 23-year-old man, not a 50-year-old man. And that's why I do my skincare routine. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it made me realise... Yeah. Um, we're in chapter 31. This book is ending. I know, it's, it seems to have come round suddenly. It's wrapping up. It feels like only yesterday we were on the second task, and all of a sudden... Third task. I know, I think we've only got about five chapters left. Well, let's not delay any more. Let's have a rundown. So Harry is preparing for the third task. McGonagall's letting him use a little classroom. Hermione and Ron are helping him practice rather than revising for the tests. Anyway, the morning of the first, the third task comes. And who's there to support Harry? They say, ooh, there's some family members to support you. He goes, oh, it's not the Dursleys, is it? No, it's Molly Weasley and Bill. And he then takes them on a tour of the school. He has dinner with them. They have an absolutely fantastic time. The time for the task is upon them. And they turn up and the hedge maze is massive. And they go in and there's all sorts of creatures going about. There's massive blast-ended scroots. There's spiders. There's crumb using the Crucio curse on Cedric. It's all bloody horrible. Harry breaks his leg. Cedric gets attacked. They save each other millions of times. And they then decide, we both deserve to win it. Let's both put our hand on the trophy at the same time. And they do that. And then suddenly they were about. And that's the end of the third task chapter. Wow. What a chapter. It was a short rundown, but it was a long chapter. <laughs> hey, I was being condensed, or concise is the right word. I condensed the chapter and I was concise. Yeah, you were cute, weren't you? I was very cute. <laughs> <laughs> Harry looks out a window and Malfoy is using a walkie-talkie. I'm a little blonde boy. Over. <laughs> How about on the roof? Over. <laughs> Never's got a fat ass. Over. <laughs> Why is he using a walkie-talkie? Is this is this what they think Rita Skeeter's up to through some device through yeah. Malfoy or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it might be revealed this chapter, um, but you still don't know what how Rita Skeeter's doing it. Have you got any like premonitions of how you think she's doing it? The only other thing I'm thinking is that Fred and George use one of them dangly ear things, don't they, in the uh, in the film, where they've got an ear on a on a string and they listen. Oh, yeah. So that that's my yeah. next idea. Maybe they've got a dangly ear, and that's what Malfoy's talking into. I don't like the idea of Malfoy having his hands on a dangly ear. No, I don't. Especially knowing it's a middle-aged woman's Rita Skeeter's. 
Did you hear about the uh, Tom Felton is now Guy Fawkes? What? The actor who plays Draco Malfoy yeah. uh, is now portraying Guy Fawkes in something or other. That's lovely. How about Under the Houses of Parliament? No, no. Tom, Tom, uh, Guy Fawkes wasn't Australian. <laughs> I hope nobody catches me with these barrels of gunpowder. <laughs> Tom, Mr. Felton, Mr. Felton, just do it in your normal voice. I'm gone. He's Googling the gunpowder plot. Come on, Wintour. Come on, Catesby. <laughs> Let's assassinate King James the first and restore a Catholic monarch to the throne. <laughs> right, Tom, you're supposed to have learnt these lines for this film. What are you doing? <laughs> Those aren't even the lines. Remember the 5th of November, but also remember on the 31st of January, I fell from scaffold where I was to be hanged and they broke my neck, thus avoiding the agony of being hanged, drawn and quartered. (laughs) (laughs) Now my effigy is burned on a bonfire, commonly accompanied by fireworks. For me, this is like the narration at the end of the film. So the, the the final scene where he gets like burnt alive, and the flames going up, and now commonly my effigies burn be fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> what an ending to a film! I saw some um, I saw some tweet the other day. It really made me laugh. Um, Someone had said. Uh, people have a go at Americans, yeah. Imagine if there was 350 million Australians. <laughs> Blooming heck. <laughs> oh, that's awful. That's too many Australians. <laughs> How many Australians are there? How about one nation under a barbie? <laughs> <laughs> However many Australians there are, it's enough. God bless you, Australians. Um, we, we love, love you. you. Apart from that one Australian who stole one of my video ideas. Oh, which video? The one I did a video that's like um, uh, when like a w- weird bloke comes sits with you at a pub. It's, oh yeah, you know, like yeah. A man comes and sits with you, and then like it went, it got like a load of views, and then just some Australian boy who was already like a massive account did it as well. Oh, I'll just do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> like word for word. No, no, Aust- no. He changed bits, but he was, I was like, "No, no, Australian boy, you think your own ideas." Hmm? <laughs> anyway, let's get back to this part of vision podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Sirius sends Harry a letter, and he's like, "Right, forget about Voldemort. Ignore Voldemort coming back in this dream you've had that Dumbledore says." Is probably real. Focus on the task at hand. It's like, well, Voldemort's a bit of a bigger deal, isn't he? <laughs> you know, I'm going to be distracted by Voldemort. Hey, mm. forget about World War Three. It's Sports Day. <laughs> right. I know there's been a terrorist attack at Thorpe Park yesterday, but that's not stopping us going from going to Alton Towers. <laughs> We've got bigger fish to fry, Sirius. 
know. Maybe we should not go. No, this is Alton Towers we're talking about. You can't miss out on that. <laughs> it's the chance of a lifetime. <laughs> or once a year, as some people like to go. Um, it's funny. So Harry, Rita Skeeter's changed the tune. She's now against him in the papers, yeah? Yeah. She's written, Harry Potter is disturbed and dangerous, which I thought would be an excellent name for his debut album. Oh, I think so. And it's got him, like, sat cross-legged in the corner of his bedroom. It's Harry Potter disturbed and dangerous. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, uh, wearing a wearing a trench coat and he's clearly got something underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Want to buy a sundial? <laughs> I'd love to hear a Harry Potter album. Well, Tom, speaking of Tom Felton, he's he does songs. He's on Spotify. Is he? Yeah, yeah. If you search Tom Felton, he's got quite a nice voice, may I say. Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda, you'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. <laughs> Amongst others. <laughs> Do you know what's mad? Imagine if we ever got to, got to meet Tom Felton. Oh, Tom Felton, we like to pretend you're Australian. Why? Well, in a philosopher's stone, <laughs> you say, how about on the roof? With a slight Australian twinge. No, I don't. Uh, we think you do. Hey, we've been playing off that for years, so don't you deny it now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Sirius Black signs his letters with a muddy paw print. <laughs> He's writing them with by hand. <laughs> Why is he then turning into a dog and signing it? Do you think he transforms his hat, his paw, his hand just into a paw to do it? Or do you reckon he has to go full transformation? I think he has to go full transformation. <laughs> Sending Harry letters as if it's from the Dogs Trust. <laughs> Bullpen mm. signature. <laughs> and for anyone who letters from the Dogs Trust, it's not the dogs writing the letters. You've been conned. It's the people who work there. I've never met someone. I've never met anyone who pays for the Dogs Trust or, you know, like, does the Dogs Trust stuff. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Potter regularly collapses at school. Very true. He reads this article from Rita Skeeter and then he looks up to see this and I'm quoting from the book. Malfoy, Crab and Goyle were laughing at him, tapping their heads with their fingers, pulling grotesquely mad faces and waggling their tongues like snakes. (laughs) What does that mean? What's that even supposed to represent? (laughs) (laughs) All three of them at the same time. (laughs) And listeners, this is why need the video versions of the podcast to see what we're doing. (laughs) If 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 you were stood near them, right, if you were stood near them, You'd be like, mate, if anything, you three look like gimps, not him. Like, he might have an article written. There's been a slander piece about him in the paper, but 
what are you three doing? <laughs> what does that even mean? What's it even supposed to represent? <laughs> oh my god. If you're not watching the video version of the podcast, you are missing out. Lucas, join me. <laughs> Harry, as a Triwizard Champion, is exempt from all of the exams from this year, but he still has to be in the room for all of them. <laughs> They've got a history in exam, and he has to sit at the back twiddling his thumbs. You might as well give him a paper. Yeah, have a go, lad. You're here. Even if he fails, be like, oh, it don't count. But if he passes... Yeah, great. But, like... If that was me, if I was in a Triwizard Tournament and said, you'd have to do the exams this year, I'd be like, brilliant, I'm just going to stop listening completely. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in every class, do not yeah. matter. It's like, when I was in first year of unit, everyone was going around going, you only need 40% to pass, <laughs> you only need 40% to pass, <laughs> you only need 40% to pass. And it made me try less, I was like, oh, I need 40%. But overall, you need to try hard, otherwise you're going to be playing catch-up in the second year. Well, this is exactly the trap I fell into, because they were like, you only need 40% to pass. And the other thing everyone was saying was that the first year marks don't count towards your final degree. It's only the second and third year marks. But then, like you said, I paid the price, because then second year I was catching up with the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Oof, it's tricky. Um it's interesting. So there's been this like smear piece against Harry in the paper. But I don't know about you, but animosity around someone, uh, is it was the phrase breeds contempt? Oh maybe, yeah. But the thing is, once you spend like less and less time with someone, or like you don't know someone, you can be alienated against them and you can start believing bad things about them. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes I'll watch a a murder documentary, a documentary oh, yeah. about murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a trial. And a lot of the time, the trial is from the perspective of the defendant who's allegedly murdered someone. Right. <laughs> right. And as you're watching it, you're siding with the defendant. You go, yeah. they never done it. They never done it. I know, I know they didn't do it. I know they didn't do it. They never done it. However, yeah. As I stop watching it and I start thinking about the facts and stop thinking about their emotional face, I begin like as time goes on, I think they did it. I watched the documentary Making of a Murderer. Yeah. Oh yeah. And as I was watching it, I was like, Stephen Avery is innocent. Yeah? Yeah. As time went on, I went, Stephen Avery is guilty. Guilty, and I'll flip the switch on the electric chair myself. Yeah! <laughs> Did yeah. they find out in the end? No, but all you think he's still in jail. But let me tell you this as well. I watched the Staircase documentary, and in it, as I was watching it, I knew two things. Michael Peterson, I thought, did not kill his wife. And the other thing was Michael Peterson is a bisexual because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, 
in the documentary, the prosecution used that in court, like uh, the attorney would stand up and walk about and go, Michael Peterson is a bisexual. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not funny to be a bisexual, but I just found it hilariously outrageous that someone would would use that to prosecute someone. Like, why is that relevant? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you mentioning that? But as time went on, and uh, I wasn't looking at Michael Peterson's face anymore, I thought to myself, Michael Peterson is guilty, I thought to myself. Yeah, and did they decide on that as well? I I think he's out of jail now. But the point was, I've begun to think, uh, in it, in this smear case against Harry Potter, I was like, oh yeah, I've not, you know, because we spend... We only read a chapter a week a week. I don't have that, you know, much familiarity with Harry Potter anymore. And I begin <laughs> forgetting things. I think to myself, was Harry Potter actually the heir of Slytherin? Was Harry using parcel tongue to kill students? I don't know. I've forgotten. Mm. What do you think? I don't think he was using parcel tongue to kill students. Well, we'll have to disagree, won't we? We'll have to agree to disagree. Speaking of Harry Potter, he's uh, he's there uh, having his breakfast and uh, they announce, ooh, everyone's family of the champions is waiting to see them. And they go, Harry, come on, there's people waiting for you. And he goes, bloody hell, who's come to see me? And he imagines for a second it's the Dursleys. And do you know what? I'd have loved to see them there. Imagine Uncle Vernon with a foam finger. <laughs> It'd have yeah. been great. Sometimes I wish, you know, there were glimmers of the book where the Dursleys could have, you know, been proud of him or liked him a little bit, you know, enough to just like show up to that. Or like even if it was an obligation, they had to show up. It would have been amazing to seeing the Dursleys alienated within the Hogwarts walls. Yeah, I'd love to see the Dursleys stuck at Hogwarts for some reason. Yeah, one trip to Hogsmeade, I think, would be enough for Dudley Dursley to be like, right. Look at that sweet shop. Look at that pub. I want to stay here, Dad. <laughs> it looks great. Mm. Yeah. Or the, the food in the Great Hall that is continuously replenishing. Oh, we'd like that, wouldn't he, Dudley? And Molly's on about her time at Hogwarts, isn't she? And she's like, oh, reminiscing about going on midnight strolls with Arthur Weasley. And she goes on about um, the, the gamekeeper before Hagrid was called Og. And I've never thought about the previous person with the job. Imagine having that conversation. Oh, sorry, Og. Uh, we've had to replace you. What do you mean? I do a good job here, don't I? Yeah, yeah, you do a good job. You do a good job. I, I just think it's time for you to, to move on. Well, who have you got to replace me? Hagrid. Oh, 13-year-old fat kid. Yeah, yeah. He's only in year nine. Well, what, what's yeah. got to be done has got to be done. He's just been expelled. What? What's he been expelled for? Opening the Chamber of Secrets. And he's replacing me, is he? I will be yes. going to my union about this. No one cares about you, Og. Look how tall Hagrid is. Yeah. Are you that tall, Og? I'm quite tall. Not as tall as him. not that tall, are you? <laughs> 
Hagrid stood there during this conversation. Finger in his face. <laughs> and I'll get bigger. And he'll get bigger. And he'll get bigger. <laughs> what have you got to say for yourself, Og? Can I at least uh, live on the school grounds in my hut still? You mean Hagrid's hut? What? <laughs> The idea that it was Ogg's hut. I built that hut. Well, Hagrid's hut now. Building that hut. Do you, Hagrid? Do you remember him building that hut, Hagrid? I don't remember him building that hut. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's twelve. <laughs> Where can I live? Forbidden Forest? No, I don't want to live in the Forbidden Forest. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Og is my new favourite character. I love Og. The most normal character in all of Hogwarts. And he's called dismissed. So Mrs. Weasley also said she was like, oh, yeah, I remember creeping around at 4am. And Bill's like, we well, didn't creep around at 4am. And she's like, oh. <laughs> With your dad, wasn't I? Getting fingered, son. <laughs> so were they in different houses then? If because the fat lady is because uh, she implies that he doesn't come back with her to the common room. So so she was in Gryffindor and he was in a different house. Is that's what we're getting from that? Well, but but maybe they were like creeping out. To not be in the common room together, do you know what I mean? Oh, maybe. Let me have a look. Arthur Weasley house. Maybe they were cre- creeping around. Like, yeah. Come on, come on. I don't know why Hagrid's there watching. Come on, come on. <laughs> oh yeah, they were both in Gryffindor. It really makes me laugh. Bill, Bill was like, "Oh, look at this old place. I've not been here for five years. Have they still got that portrait of Sir Cadogan?" It's only been fucking five years, mate. <laughs> five <laughs> years? obviously been there for centuries. Oh, it's been ages since I was here. Still got the Great Hall. Yeah, they've still got the Great Hall. <laughs> Biggest room in the castle. Dipshit. How about that for Forbidden Forest? That's still, that's still knocking about, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dumbledore, you're still working here, are you? Yes. It's only been five years. Four houses. It's still a, you know, Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff. Where else would it be? They're based on the four founders of uh, Cogwars. (laughs) Not as much. Yeah. Hey, look, all these new teachers that weren't here when I was there. One new teacher, Madame Moody. That's it. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you remember me? Yeah. Yeah. You're four years above me. I'm still at the school. <laughs> of course I remember you. Do you remember me? I'm your brother. <laughs> I just want to be remembered. When I was here, where the, where, uh, the castle is now, the, the lake used to be, and where the lake is used to be uh, Madame Sprout's pantry. No, it didn't. Huh? What are you on about? No, you've moved it all. You've moved it all. We haven't moved shit. 
Hey, look, there's five new names on this Quidditch trophy. Yeah, it's been five years. Five more teams have won it. We sh- I'm trying to prepare for the third task. Cut your fucking hair. <laughs> That's mad, isn't it? They're about to go to this task. It's the first Triwizard Tournament in 700 years, and they might die doing it, and it's eternal glory in a thousand gallons, galleons. Hey, but you'll have to take your family round for a day-long tour beforehand. What? <laughs> Thought I might have a nap. Get myself ready. Oh, oh. Ah, I don't have a family. Ah, nice, nice knees up for me. You take Ron's family round. Oh, for... <laughs> well, if your family aren't here, we get someone else's family. <laughs> uh, Weasley's was busy. Here's Neville's nana. Fleur Delacleur, one of the most sought-after people in the wisdom world, yeah? Mm. Does she go on to marry Bill? Yeah, she does, yeah. Do you know what's mad about me? So I've read the books, I've seen yeah. the films. I thought that was two different Fleurs. Did you? <laughs> Must be another Fleur. I thought... <laughs> I thought that was a different Fleur. I thought Fleur de la Cleur went home to France and lived out her life there. And then Bill met someone else called Fleur. Maybe. Hey, but there's something about that ponytail, isn't there? That ginger ponytail. That tooth earring hanging down. That lip bar. <laughs> Gets you going. Gets me going, everyone. <laughs> Made me laugh as well. Mrs. Weasley at one point goes, Oh, she sat there having a, the feast at Hogwarts. She goes, Oh, it makes a lovely change not having to cook. Who are you cooking for? <laughs> your kids are all at school all year. It's only you and your husband. Oh, that's all I do. Let yourself a work. He's at work all day. One meal. Oh, they stretch me so thin at home. I've got to wash me and my husband's clothes. I have magic doing all the cleaning and washing up. And then I've got to cook a meal. Oh, Mrs. Weasley. I'm so hard done by. Oh. <laughs> Her husband coming back to a ten-course dinner. I won't be able to manage it. Hey, I've slaved away all afternoon for you. You're going to eat every last drop. Like There's only two of us here. Home, just... I like <laughs> to imagine he comes home. It's just a spud. Oh, I've been slaving away cooking that taffy. You wouldn't mind, would you love putting in your own cheese and beans? It's just... Oh. Exhausted. <laughs> Harry says he sees everyone meeting the parents and he sees Victor Crumb's dad and he's like well, it's obvious where Victor Crumb got his hooked nose what is this fucking book's obsession with hooked noses yeah what does that even I mean just like a bit bent have I got a hooked nose god I hate to be described by the author the ugly oh. cunt walks in with his big nose <laughs> <laughs> And if people haven't got hooked noses, they are beaming. Everyone is beaming. (laughs) 
Beaming. Oh, I'll tell you what Beaming like laugh. Lenny Henry at a premiere in. <laughs> <laughs> so they take them all down. Well, they, they take the champions down to the first task in front of the hedges, the hedge maze. And then the crowd start filling in. This is the only sporting event I've ever seen where the competitors come in first. <laughs> then they start letting in the spectators. It takes like an hour to fill up a stadium. We've got to just stand here, haven't we? Sounds like they're doing doing it Potvision style. Lucas Kirkby, for some reason, greeting every member of the audience as they come in. Welcome, welcome. Everyone must be a member of staff. Welcome, welcome. And then you run on stage and I come out from behind a curtain. <laughs> Potvision is performed by a member of staff and Tom Lawrenson. <laughs> Well, if that's the case, I've had about 20 jobs this year, all at various theatres around the UK. <laughs> What's funny is we've done our television show for years and the live show, we never tell the audience who we are. No, we don't, do we? We just do it. <laughs> like, like, so if people don't... If people, if people don't listen to the podcast and we don't like, which is a lot of the case for audiences, but if they don't know who we are, they're just two men who walk up, and it's like we're <laughs> never given any names. So when people must talk about it afterwards, it's like, oh, there was that one and that one, that one and the other one. Which one do you mean? There's one with longer, the one with shorter. <laughs> so Harry's in the maze, and can I just say, I'm actually pretty impressed with Harry in this chapter. He's using a lot of skills that he's developed over the years, that he's been practising over the past Mm -hmm. few weeks. He's using this spell to figure out the compass points. Because he always seems to have a good idea of where he is in the maze. He gets rid of a Mm -hmm. boggart, he gets rid of a dementor, he gets rid of a scroot, he gets rid of a spider. It's very impressive, I think. A lot of the... I wish they had been in the films, all these things. Yeah, I do. Would have been amazing. A sphinx. A sphinx has never been utilised in a film, has it? Never, ever. Not in any film, ever. Well, maybe in one of them olden films. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's a bit of clay. <laughs> you know, like a Medusa film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah, like Jason and the Argonauts or something. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I like the idea of a sphinx that tells riddles. Blast-ended scroots are in there. Oh, big. You're big. You're big. Hagrid, are we going to have these put down now? No. No, we're going to let them go bigger and bigger until they conquer the earth. Do you know what I would love? if My favourite... You know there's a, a port key at the centre of the maze? Yeah. Do you know what would be much better? Go on. Og. <laughs> I'd love Og. This is where I live now, right? They've not let me stay in the huts. I've just been in this maze for 50 years. The third task. All Triwizard Champions shall venture to the middle of the maze and meet Og. (laughs) Coming out. I met him. You're the champion. (laughs) You're the champion. Hang on, we need it verified. Og, did you meet this boy? Yes. He's the champion. 
Uh, we met Og at the same time. Who did you like most, Og? Um, tall one. Oh. I was so close. I just needed to be more pleasant with Og. <laughs> just needed to be more pleasant with Og. Grandad, Grandad. You just didn't seem that. How come you didn't win the Triwizard Tournament all those years ago? Wasn't nice to Og. I wasn't genuine enough. He could see in my eyes I didn't mean it. Nice to meet you, Og. Nice to meet you. He don't mean it. He don't mean it. Cedric was doing funny anecdotes, offering him a biscuit. I had no chance. He hears a scream and assumes that Fleur is dead or injured or whatever. And he goes, oh, he was concerned for a bit, but then he couldn't help loving it. Because <laughs> he thinks he's got a better chance of winning. <laughs> and then, so, Crumb uses Crucio on Cedric, right? which obviously is an unforgivable curse, blah, blah, blah. But Harry breaks the rules as well. He stupefies Crumb and then makes him surrender without his permission. And then they leave him. They knock him out and then put the, yeah, the red spark up in the air. If you'd done Crucio first. Yeah, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, what That's does like, Crucio me and you do? were playing video games, yeah. 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 That's like, if you, if you were playing video games, me and you play a wired controller, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. And then you got a knife out and stabbed me in the stomach. I think I'm well within my rights to pull out your controller. Yeah, all right, fair enough, fair enough. I'll give you that. <laughs> so what did you do to this knife attacker? Pulled out his controller. Crucio doesn't help you get to the middle of the maze quicker, does it? You're just torturing the opponent for a bit, wasting time. If you're going to use an unforgivable curse, mm. kill him. Or use the other one and make him help you. The other thing I was thinking about, this task and the last task... Pretty shit spectator sport, isn't it? A few months ago, sat in the audience, they disappear into the lake. <laughs> Wait for them to come out in a few minutes. Hey, don't worry, I know we didn't see much action, but the third task is coming up in June. Right, off they go into the maze. Right. <laughs> headmaster, 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 can I carry on with my revision, headmaster? No! All Hogwarts students must watch. Watch what? Watch what? The band will be on in a minute. Silence! Silence! And then they finally get to the old trophy and they agree to touch it. And it's like... The ending, to me, doesn't make me think they're in danger. It just makes me think, like, something's happening that they win it. Because it just says, like, they swirl around a bit or they get pulled away. For all I know, they might be porky to the winner's podium or something. Right. How many ogs in the centre of a maze are you giving this (laughs) chapter out of five? I enjoyed this chapter, I did. I really enjoyed the actual task. I thought the bit before was a bit of old guff, 
walking the Weasleys around the school. But I enjoyed this task a lot. It was very exciting. I like the Sphinx. I like the spiders, the scroots. It was very fun. I'm going to give it a pretty solid four ogs in the middle of a maze out of five. Oh, excellent. 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 Now, for me, this chapter was big. So big. I could hardly get my head around it. Oh, very big. But honestly, it had everything I wanted within a chapter. It had really unusual things. It had a sphinx grinning slyly. It had people beaming at each other. It had a hooked nose. <laughs> and we finally learn about Og. <laughs> For that reason, I give this chapter five Ogs out of five. Brilliant! Right. Are you ready for this week's uh, edition of quiz? Yeah. Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask me about Harry Potter, Tom. How well will I do? Um, question one. Question one. What jinx did Hermione use on Harry? What what jinx did Hermione use on Harry? The impediment jinx. No, the jelly legs jinx. Oh no. Question two. Which way? Did Harry's wand point at the second fork? North. Correct. Question three. How long was the scroot Harry encountered? Three metres. Ten feet. Question four. What on is that? What spell? I could be right. What's Why? three metres in feet? Three metres in feet. Let's have a look. Come on, 9.84 metres. Will you give me that? Not all, it's 10, <laughs> ten feet. I rounded it to the nearest foot. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. What spell did Harry use on said scrute? Stupefy. Impedimentia initially. Uh, what do you mean initially? You didn't say initially in the question. Well, he used impedimenti at one point. I don't know if it was first or second. But unfortunately, you have lost <laughs> the quiz. Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. La 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 la. Pee pee pee. Poo poo poo. And now it's time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to plopings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week, cheap cheap? 
Well, this week we've just got a lovely five-star review from Georgina and Liam. And they say, we love the pod and have just caught up. Before each episode, we listen to the audiobook chapter so that we can take part in the quiz. It's definitely not a family podcast, but you can call it a couple's podcast. And we do genuinely listen to it while we're having our dinner. <laughs> we love Finally. <laughs> we are going to see the live show at the Fringe and can't wait. Thanks for making us laugh and giving us something to do in the past few months. You're very welcome, Georgina You're welcome. and Liam. And Georgina and Liam are our 100th five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> wow. Hey, but let's not stop there. If you've not reviewed, review it because it helps us. It pushes us up the search results and it gets us more listeners. So please give us a five-star review. And that was Hedwig's Droppings. Motivation. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, we've got a few updates for you. We've uh, got, uh, we're going to have a Patreon event. We're going to set it up, uh, hopefully, by the time this is aired. So any of our Patreon listeners, we're going to have, I think, on the 25th of July, a live podcast recording stream. So me and Tom are going to be recording the podcast, and you can all join in on the stream, and we can have a live Q&A, Hedwig's Droppings type thing, whatever you, you fancy doing, or you could just sit and enjoy. Oh. So any Patreon is welcome to that. Also, Patreons can get free tickets to our preview, which is on the 28th of July in Manchester. And we are also at the Edinburgh Fringe from the 4th till the 24th of August at 1.30 every day. Oh. So hopefully see you there. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do patreon.com slash pottervision. Next week, we are on episode 89, and we are on chapter 32 of book four, Flesh, Blood and Bone. Boner. You have been Og's favourite, Tom Lawrenson. And you have been a beautiful, bouncing baby, Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye.